Hi guys, welcome back to Rambling On with Ruthie. It's been quite a while since I've posted a new episode, but I am back. This episode is a little different than the others because it is focused on things that I've learned in one of my college classes based on my first essay that I wrote and not just me rambling like the past few episodes. So I hope you enjoy and let's get started. All right, so the first topic is that of healthism. This is the concept that suggests that one lives a life that prioritizes health and fitness above anything else in order to improve and increase their well-being. It's the idea that considers individual behaviors, attitudes, emotions, all as important and relevant in creating a barrier that protects social orders from critiques and restructuring. Now, on the surface, it seems like a pretty decent way and healthy way of living. The most surface-level goal is to get the help you need in order to improve your quality of life. Though, at its core, healthism does not really leave room for life events and assumes that everything in life is predictable, which, as we have all lived life, is not very realistic. Okay, so a good example of healthism would be marketing and buying quote-unquote approved foods that are deemed as healthy but not as easily available or affordable for most people because of their socioeconomic status or financial status. So that would be grocery shopping at PCC or Trader Joe's or even Sprouts, which is a relatively new organic grocery store. When looking at this example, it's very clear to see how healthism perpetuates the idea that health is not an achievable goal for somebody not already in the picture of ideal health, physically or financially. And the definition of healthism proposes that everyone will be able to live a particularly healthy lifestyle, which is inherently a good thing. However, it negates the fact that what health looks like for everyone will be significantly different from person to person. And two, that there are some factors beyond personal responsibility that cannot be controlled. And that health is honestly a privilege, like being able to afford a monthly membership to LA Fitness is a privilege. And the effects of healthism can promote very unhealthy views on what health should look like, when in reality, there is no right or wrong for what health looks like or should look like. And what I believe is an ultimate increase in all areas of life to be what the baseline of health should be. Now, of course, there is a spectrum of where one lies on that. However, an overall improvement of self-acceptance and wellness, I believe, is the bottom line. And to narrow the concept of healthism to something as specific as healthism, it builds unrealistic standards for a lot of people. And if they continuously strive for this, they will end up ultimately and almost inevitably failing. Okay, so the second term that I want to address is called medicalization. This is the idea that human issues all come under the lens of medical experts. And because of that, they take control in order to fix diagnose, provide treatments, and address social or cultural patterns. And because of the rise in medications, treatments, and just overall the increase in medical availability, medicalization allows for more people to get the help they need in order to improve their lives and live healthier. So it's similar to healthism in that the goal is to improve the overall well-being of a person. Okay, so an example of medicalization could be the topic of infertility. Now, this is not a new issue. It's been around for decades, and millions of people have suffered with this. However, they did not have access for or the opportunity for treatment. However, medicalization has given 
the chance for effective but very expensive treatment options to address this issue so people can still have children, whether that's through surrogates or IVF or hormone therapy. And due to this, more people are coming forward with their own personal issues regarding infertility, and the number of people who can get treatment has significantly increased. Medicalization on the positive has created a very open space for people to get the chance to get a diagnosis and hopefully get on the right track to aid that diagnosis. And the impact of medicalization is, in my opinion, more positive than that of healthism. However, it still has faults. One fault would be that medicalization disregards that the majority of people cannot afford $12,000 to $17,000 worth of IVF treatment. And it also tries to shape non-medical problems and turn them into issues that have a simple fix through treatments or prescriptions or diagnoses, which in most cases is not a faulty assumption. However, there are some things that cannot just be written off with a prescription. For example, anxiety. Medicalization would argue that it can be fixed with a simple anti-anxiety prescription. However, more often than not, reducing symptoms of mental disorders like anxiety or depression involves a lot more than just taking a pill a day. It incorporates a variety of different factors like understanding triggers, talking to somebody, exercising, and it involves making active changes and continuously maintaining those changes. And the narrative of medicalization says that all human problems can be treated as medical problems. And like healthism, it draws unhealthy views of what health should look like and does not consider that there are various disparities that are just a part of life. The third topic that I want to address is that of the narrative paradigm. This theory is the idea that meaningful connection is built through storytellers and it was conceptualized by Walter Fisher in the 20th century and says that people don't act rationally but through good stories and that people are natural storytellers and make decisions based off of good stories. With this, there are two differences that we need to address. Coherence, which is the idea that the story story logically makes sense throughout the entirety, and fidelity, which is the personal relationship that one has to a good story. And with every story, there's a deeper meaning, and that's what the narrative is. An example of this would be through mental health, which because of the pandemic has risen exponentially, yet it's still not at the forefront of conversations of people in lower socioeconomic statuses or cultures outside of the majority. And when people are struggling with their mental health, the hope would be that they can get the help they need in order to live happier and healthier. And according to Psychology Today, the average price for therapy falls between $100 to $200 per hour, which to some people doesn't impact their finances at all. However, the reality of this narrative is that the most people, in fact, I would say the majority of people, don't have access locationally, financially, or the support system to ask for the help that they need in order to better their mental health. And many cultures outside of the white majority don't even see mental health as an issue that needs to be addressed. For example, very generally speaking, many Asian cultures don't see mental health as a problem or even as a thing that exists. And the common narrative that is a result of this story is that many people who actually struggle with their mental health do not have the opportunity to tell somebody about it who can actually do something to help. 
And because of the lack of openness and discussion regarding mental health in some Asian cultures, the struggle of mental health remains an individual and unspoken issue that more often than not just gets worse over time and not better. And with that in mind, we need to be cautious regarding the rhetoric in narratives that we use. And we also have to understand that the words we use don't carry meaning, but it's the way we use them and how others interpret what we say that can get us in trouble. When we can take the time to learn and understand the audience we are addressing, we can alter the stories we are using, ultimately changing the narrative to be more accessible and inclusive for everybody.